Do you struggle with overcoming shame and guilt, boundaries, codependency, dysfunctional relationships, control issues, self-talk, spiritual growth, and conflict resolution? Chances are at least one of these issues is a point of personal struggle, and if so, you are in good company. We often don't even realize how much our past wounds and experiences shape how we manage our emotions and cope with life. Today on Bloom, we're talking with Jamie Norton on how to move forward in the freedom of Christ by making peace with our past. I'm your host, Jen Robinson, for July 1st, 2022. Welcome to Bloom. This is a podcast designed to inspire, encourage, and grow women in their relationships with each other and the Lord. So as I mentioned, joining me in the studio today is Jamie Norton. Welcome, Jamie. Well, thank you for having me on, Jen. So Jamie is one of our affiliated counselors here at Grace Church, and she recently did a pretty big thing. Jamie is famous around here for leading a ministry called Making Peace and Beyond, but now she is also the author of a new book, which happens to also be called Making Peace and Beyond. So Jamie, before we dive into the Making Peace and Beyond ministry and your new book, would you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I'd be glad to. I've been a counselor for 43 years, which means I'm pretty old, (laughs) and um, I've been doing Making Peace for most of that time. I grew up in the South, which is probably pretty obvious since uh, I don't talk like that. I say I came to these parts to teach people how to talk. <laughs> but um, I grew up in a home that was really privileged. It was, uh, if you've read The Help, I grew up in The Help. Okay. It was, uh, I could name the characters. It was a safe world for me. Mm. Uh, my father owned a hosiery mill. Um, my grandfather built the church I grew up in. Um, it, I grew up on Howard Avenue. Uh, my uh, maiden name was Howard, mm-hmm. and uh, the church was Howard Memorial. And so my cousin literally thought the church, when uh, the Lord's Prayer, when our Father who art in heaven, Howard is our name. It was <laughs> very. Um, my grandmother lived across the street and sat beside me in church, um, and so we had a beach cottage. So things looked really, really. Uh, good from the outside but mm-hmm. in the inside both my parents were alcoholic mm-hmm. and so there was a v- very big difference between what went on inside the house and what we were to present outside the house mm-hmm. and so as time went by my first language was pretend was mm-hmm. to lie was to image management mm-hmm. and uh, and yet I was very faithful to Christ. I loved Jesus as a little girl. I had 12 years perfect attendance at Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed that he would fix my family. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the seventh grade, my sister got sick and um, my parents were drinking and my brother was small and I was scared because I was told if she got out of the bed, she would die. And so mm-hmm. she really ran me <laughs> and it was a very difficult time and I remember that's when I began to lose my faith Mm. you know I thought God either you aren't there you're powerless or you just don't love me but it's not working and then I went out and began to live my own life Mm. and it took me about 20 years to get back and Mm. so uh, God is gracious but I think the one thing that I learned out of all that time is no matter where we've been or what we've done or, or what else is happening that there's always a way back that God's Mm -hmm. grace is bigger than anything I could ever do 
before anyone else could ever do. So that's been kind of the core thing that uh, brought me to this place is is that uh, is the grace of God and the graciousness and redemption of God. It's a really powerful story. It's a really powerful testimony that even at a young age you recognized some of the dysfunction that was in your in your home, um, and just how you you cling to Jesus, you prayed you know to Jesus, but then. You had your own kind of prodigal journey a little bit too, because some of those things that you experienced growing up, it kind of followed you a little bit in a way. Would you say, yeah, because it was modeled for you? Absolutely, and I think that's one of the things that that uh, I'm very aware of, and one of the reasons making peace started is because uh, a lot of the things we learn as children and to help us survive as children, whether it's families or peers or just mm-hmm. the world in general, um, don't serve us well as adults. Mm-hmm. And they hold us back. They interrupt relationships. They interfere with our relationship with God. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I can't tell you how freeing it is to really examine those things. And because the things we do over and over again, it's like if I learned to let you to speak German, I grew up in Germany. Mm-hmm. I have German habits, German language, and German customs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my normal. Mm-hmm. And I moved to the United States, and I get a passport, and I moved to the United States, and I still speak German and have German habits, and I will very likely find someone else who does. Mm-hmm. Um, I walk into a room of 10 people. One of them speaks German. That's my familiar. Right. And so we perpetuate the legacy that may not be serving us well. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there are life skills that we don't have often the language of avoidance yeah. <laughs> is, is yep. a painful truths and so it's it's a very uh, powerful thing to begin to really examine your normal mm-hmm. even if you find out it's really pretty abnormal because normal adjustment to abnormalcy usually creates abnormalcy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you know God li- shows us the uh language of love rather than the language of survival. The language of survival is control, fight, run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the language of love is acceptance and mm-hmm. forgiveness and mercy and um, recognizing individual differences are okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. uh, so it, it's a very different world, but it takes a while. I can't learn German in a week, and I can't <laughs> learn the language of love in a week. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a process. So I'm curious, for anyone who has not heard of Making Peace and Beyond before, what is Making Peace and Beyond all about? How would you describe it? It's really a, it's really an opportunity to, I believe that as a Christian, our primary job uh, and assignment is mm-hmm. to love God and to love each other. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, that, that what I want to offer folks is a safe place where they can know that they're loved and cared about mm-hmm. and they can... Uh, look into the eyes of acceptance no matter where you've been or what you've done or what's been done to you mm-hmm. and um, and find a way to feel free to look into yourself, mm-hmm. to look into yourself, to examine yourself and examine your relationship with God in a way that um, allows you to, to, to have have all the things you need to, to see and need to change mm-hmm. um, and keep the things you don't. Yeah. 
I mean, people who survive some of the things that we survive are the strongest people around. We're not mm-hmm. fragile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. If the bomb goes over, hope you're a group of people that survive because if anybody survives, we will. We don't know how to live too well, but we know how to survive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. You know, when I hear your story, Jamie, and I think about a lot of other people who have gone through Making Peace and Beyond, and they explain just what a healing process it was for them because they have experienced these significant past traumas or abuse. But what if you're someone who says, you know, I don't really have a whole lot of known past traumas or abuse. Would making peace and beyond still be something for me? Like, would I still benefit from it? What would you say to them? I think anybody should go. And I hear that more than any other one thing. Everybody mm. should do making peace. This should be a requirement of all the staff, of all the elders, of all the people who come to church. <laughs> you know, this should be a part of joining the church. You know, I, I hear that a lot. You know, and, and because I think a minimum you can get is is a confirmation and, and, mm-hmm. and more of uh, just what it means to be human and what mm-hmm. God's love for us mm-hmm. actually means. Mm-hmm. You know, how important his uh, forgiveness is how important mm-hmm. uh, compassion is yeah how important mercy is mm-hmm. for yourself as mm-hmm. well as for others so right. that's a minimum but most people find that you know when the, I remember the first workshop that I ever went to that had anything that was a pre-rudder of a lot of this I thought I came from the best family ever Wow. Because that's what mm. I was told. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. didn't know that it wasn't normal to have a fifth of alcohol on the counter every night. And mm. I didn't know that it wasn't normal to have Playboy penthouse in the bathroom. Yeah, And yeah. I didn't have a clue that mm-hmm. my family was all messed up because we were somebody. I mm-hmm. mean, my father was the head of one of the leaders in the church, and so was my mother. Mm-hmm. And so it, we were in the church, yeah. you know, and it was very confusing to... to uh, to know how many people literally do, you know, um, not do that examination of, mm-hmm. of beliefs that they've had all their life, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. I was going to say, I would imagine, too, how many times it people that would come to making peace, even with that mm-hmm. mindset of like, oh, I don't really have a whole lot of hang-ups and past wounds, but then whenever they go through it, they might realize, like, oh, I didn't realize that was something that was so painful for me. And I didn't realize how I've been falsely coping with things or how that that past wound has sort of lingered. Like it's been kind of like an open seeping wound and I've just really never dealt with it. Kind of like what you described at first where it was just kind of like you just pretend, you know, Mm -hmm. that these things aren't happening. I think how often do a lot of us tend to do those kinds of things. I don't need to bring that stuff up again. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, or you think you're fine, you know. You think, oh, well, that was a long time ago. I'm past that, and we have no idea how it's still affecting us today. Well, perfectionism is is a survival tactic. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so when you are perfectionist, often you're very successful. You look very mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. and often you're you can be in a pulpit. You can mm-hmm. be in the doctor. You you are the doctor in the doctor's office. You yeah. are the super CEO. Yeah. And and you feel like oh I've done all these things and there's still a, a lagging emptiness there. I don't mm-hmm. know what that's about because mm-hmm. the self we create to survive doesn't really exist. It needs outside yeah. recognition. And so mm-hmm. that that whole image management fits right in with our culture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, exactly. 
I was going to say, why do you think making peace with our past is so necessary for our spiritual health? How does it affect our relationship with God? Probably the hardest one thing to really hear is that when we live the self we created, it's mm-hmm. not the self that God created. Mm-hmm. God loves the self he created. Mm-hmm. He doesn't love the self we create. Yeah, That's our creation. That's not his creation. Right. And so what you end up with is sort of an empty, legalistic kind of a faith mm. of people who know every Bible verse. They know every, they, they are involved in all the ministries. They, are, they pray all the time. Mm. And yet it doesn't sustain. There is not a peace. There's not a joy. Yeah. The joy of the Lord. Somebody said the joy mm-hmm. of the Lord is the experience of God smiling at you with a twinkle in his eye. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, see how that made you smile? Yeah. You can't yeah. hear that if you if, if without smiling because that's mm-hmm. what we all want is that there is this person who loves you more than anything, who gave his life for you. Mm-hmm. And he wants to he wants you to to be free. Mm-hmm. He died. He went to a whole lot of trouble to give us freedom. Right. Right. And we don't celebrate that in the way that yeah. we can. And mm-hmm. so at making peace some of the barriers and walls that we built around ourselves can come down, and there's a f- sort of I call it a free- freedom to frolic. <laughs> it's, it's like you know to be able to play, to be able to joke around, to be able to be serious, to be able to yeah, cry, yeah, to be able to laugh, you know, to do those things that uh, allow God's love to just be shown through us. Mm-hmm. And to be, you know, pretty transparent. I mean, somebody yeah. said intimacy is into me see. You know, mm. where we become transparent mm-hmm. with each other in a way that, uh, because in order to really find God's freedom and to be able to connect with his people in a way that is shining his light, mm-hmm. we have to be able to be who we are, express the things that we wish we didn't have, that we're mm-hmm. ashamed of, mm-hmm. and look into the eyes of acceptance. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's what making peace offers is a chance to do that. I was talking to somebody this morning who came through, and she's going to be doing another one of the leadership. She said, "You know, my group still gets together Aww. once a month. The groups don't end. I mm-hmm. mean, lifelong friendships are formed. Mm-hmm. I mean, people just really." She said, "If one of us has trouble, but we're there." <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's kind of heartening to know that that did, and yeah. you know, to to be able to go to the weekends. I've done the weekends in six different states wow. over the past almost 40 years. Mm-hmm. And um, right now as we launch the website, um, so it's funny, but I have realized what a small piece of making peace I really am. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have been a thread through the whole thing, but God has brought for almost 40 years, four decades, people around in all these different locations to put it together, to administer it, to do the follow-up groups, to provide mm-hmm. the lodging, to do the food, to provide scholarships, to mm-hmm. to do all of this stuff. And, you know, and, and now he's brought all these tech people around that I don't even know what a platform is or a <laughs> reel is. I've been making reels all week. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> I have no clue what I'm doing. I said, I, y'all just tell me what do I do it. <laughs> but we're having so much fun. And, mm. um, and, and now we've got 10 videos that are 30 to 35 minutes long that go with the workbook that I wrote. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so... 
you know, it's going beyond me. Mm-hmm. And now people can do it as a class or as a part of their small group. Mm-hmm. They can, it's a great way to start a small group. Yeah. I mean, yeah. super way to start a small because the groups don't end that we are doing. But it's, yeah. But people, uh, I mean, to really do life with each other, you have to know each other. Yes, I agree. I mean, you, you can't pray yeah. for each other unless you know what's going on. Yeah. And so it's really about, uh, doing that, or you can review a, a section of it that you got in the weekend, or you can do a weekend with the videos and discussion, mm-hmm. like they do it in Michigan. Mm-hmm. They're doing the, just the videos and discussion, and then they're doing the ten week follow up group to do the mm-hmm. do the thing. So it's, there's all kinds of different ways it can be used, and um, so I'm really kind of excited about it. But it's mm-hmm. just really already done everything it needed to for me because it's made me really see the privilege that I've had walking through all of this with all these people all these yeah. years yeah. and the fruit of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I look even at, at my leaders over time. I mean, these people show up and they do stuff. And I remember when, you know, when they came in, they had their own struggles. They were, some mm-hmm. of them already talk, you know, they've been in mental health care forever. Mm-hmm. And, and now they're just free and they're not only free in their own relationship with God but they're walking with other people mm-hmm. to guide and direct paths mm-hmm. and so I mean to, to provide an opportunity so it's just been so humbling mm-hmm. and, and I'm just grateful you know to have been able to be in all of it yeah and 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 I love this new thing I'm learning about reels and podcast it's not so scary right we didn't didn't have this stuff we didn't have telephones hardly we can call the operator the switchboard to to hook that to somebody have one movie theater no screens it's a whole different world (laughs) thank goodness for tech people that know what they're doing right Um, we have some gifted gifted people around here yes we do we really do I cannot even believe it they they have conversations and I'm just kind of sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> like foreign language yeah mm. so healing can be a painful but a powerful process it is a steady and raw process where god can bring beauty from ashes and just even as you were sharing just how you've been able to experience the fruit of what this ministry has done not just even in your life but in the life of others how it's forming natural communities of hope people coming together i mean because when you when you pray and you experience god's transformation together as a group nothing really bonds you closer than those kinds of experiences and one of the testimonies that i came across for making peace was from a woman named deb who wrote a heartfelt thank you for bringing making peace to grace church having vision and faith for how the Lord would use it to restore lives and bring a hope and a future back into mine. Didn't know how all my brokenness was poking out all over. Areas of faithlessness, unforgiveness, and futility revealed and the deception of busy covering it over, helping me ignore it. Wow. (laughs) So I would love to hear, I know that that's just one testimony. I'm sure you have countless others. Would you be willing just to share maybe one or two stories that you've heard from people? There's so many people that have, um, I have a whole box full of cards of people (laughs) over the years. I've been going back through it. That's another thing that's happened to make me really see it. But 
you know, there was a, one person who came and she she said, I've been depressed. I've been on depression medication. I was suicidal twice. Wow. Um, never thought I would get off of it. It's been mm-hmm. totally uh, drug-free. Has, had, uh, medication-free. Mm-hmm. Drug-free. <laughs> and... and, and has remarried and is happy wow. as a little pig in a boat. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's, what could be happier than a little pig in a boat, right? <laughs> a little, little pig in a boat. It's like, um, you know, people who have come in who, um, that's one young guy that that came through, didn't know God, mm-hmm. was in a, in a really uh, difficult situation, um, showed up when he was 18, you know, and says, I need, to, I need help. And uh, stopped mm-hmm. smoking marijuana. Stopped drinking. Came to every group. Has mm-hmm. come to church. Has come to the Lord. And wow. I watch him with his hands in the air. Oh. So I didn't even sing it. It's kind of just oh. you just have that over and over again. Or people who say our marriage was saved. Yeah, our marriage was saved. It's an incredible yeah. marriage therapy, even though you mm. don't come as a couple. Right. Right. I've had people <laughs> ask me that before. They're mm-hmm. like, can, can me and my husband go together? And I know you're very intentional about that. And can you explain for those that might be confused why that is? The whole thing in making peace is to take personal responsibility for your behavior. Mm-hmm. So, you know, realizing that that what you bring into the marriage is between you and God, and your behavior mm-hmm. is to be independently mature enough in Christ mm-hmm. to be maturely dependent on someone else, which means mm-hmm. your security, your identity, your value, significance, the fruit of the Spirit, meaning all come from God, and then you right. share. Right. So if couples come together, so if you look closer to God, you automatically grow more capable of love and peace and joy and all the things mm-hmm. that make a marriage work. Mm-hmm. If uh, people come together, there are patterns of behavior and patterns of self-correction that develop in a relationship mm-hmm. that will be there. So if somebody is breaking into those patterns, mm-hmm. um, then there'll be a self-corrective thing that happens. There'll be a, a minimizing, a discounting, a, a, you know, I don't know what, the, I don't know about that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or um, you also find people just looking at each other like, I hope you heard that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll be focused on what the other one is getting. Yes. Very codependent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it works better if people don't come together. And if they come together mm-hmm. and then both of them grow from it, I have couples that are leaders now as okay. couples. Yeah. Yeah. So once you've sort of, you know, sort of clicked yourself into your own independently mature enough in Christ to be maturely dependent, <laughs> yes. then. Then we, we let them come together if they want to come back. Okay, okay, very good. So I want to talk about the book. Let's switch gears a little bit. So first of all, I have to say that I got really excited when I found out that you wrote a book because I'm someone who also loves to write and I've blogged for years and I'm branching out and going to be starting to write my first Bible study, which is really exciting. But I want to just simply know, do you enjoy the writing process? I do. I have a big writer's block a lot, which has prevented me from writing. People have wanted me to write for years. I finally did write my, my autobiography kind of book, mm-hmm. uh, Secrets from the Third Pew, mm-hmm. um, because Jonathan threatened to put me on sabbatical if I didn't. <laughs> but it was, but, but, um, but I... I uh, and then, and then 
the workbook I wrote because I had to. Mm-hmm. The people had wanted me to write it, and I had. We'd been using another book by another author, and mm-hmm. he kind of went rogue, and and so I, I didn't want to use his stuff anymore, and okay. couldn't find another one. So uh, it was almost like God was saying, "Okay, I'm I'm done with you not writing this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's your turn. You you write the book. Yes. <laughs> and so I did, and it was it's people seem to like it more. Good. And, Good. Uh, so that that it's been interesting, but the writer's block is is like sitting down to write. But I, I always want to. In fact, the whole making peace process. Like, what have I got to say to anybody? You know, I don't even mm. understand. You know, why it's all been like it has been anyway. Because my life was such a mess, and God is. My aunt used to say, "God must have a big job for you because He sure gave you a rough training program." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And. And uh, it, it, it's, but it's been incredible. But anyway, mm. so I did. But I do like to write. I just don't do it a lot because I'm too busy. I put it off. And yeah, yeah. It's better if you just do it in increments. Yeah. I mean, so other than being threatened to be put on sabbatical, <laughs> was there anything else that kind of prompted you? Like, just was it just God just stirring then, like in you? Mm. Or was it like, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, it, there was nothing else you could do. It was clearly like you had to just write it yourself. Well, I'm pretty stubborn, but, but <laughs> I, I think I was afraid to write it because uh-huh. because truth is hard sometimes, and I yeah. think it's painful sometimes, and that's mm-hmm. why we avoid it because mm-hmm. it, it always involves other people. Right. And, you know, I think for me to put things in writing was pretty specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were people in my family that weren't that happy about it. Mm. You know, and we have a no talk rule closet though, so it went right back in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. so everything's fine, it didn't happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amazing. Yeah. No, it's just crazy. But um but that was one of the biggest barriers too, was was the whole idea of putting everything into writing. It was so cathartic and especially the book part. I mean mm-hmm. when I read Secrets of the Third Pew, I, I cried a lot. Yeah. Um you know, there was it was a very cathartic experience to mm-hmm. hear it, mm-hmm. and uh, and also uh, just to really see, because God brought personal missionaries into my life every minute of the way. You know that people that just showed up when I needed somebody, mm-hmm. and to really see His perfect provision is so good. Yeah, you know, it's just so sweet. Yeah, and uh, so I do think that there is a um, a really good thing about just journaling and you know, just writing. Yeah, absolutely. Even mm-hmm. if you never share, never write to share it with anybody. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people yeah. say that sometimes you just write for you. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but it's amazing though that you had the opportunity to write something mm-hmm. that you do get to share with other people yeah, and it's impacting yeah. others. Yeah, there have been, been a fair number of people who have who have uh, have contacted me about the book. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So now, you mentioned that you have a website, makingpeaceandbeyond.com, and you also touched on this a little bit earlier, that there's several options available to journey through the Making Peace curriculum, as well as other available resources. So can you tell us some of the ways that we can experience Making Peace and Beyond? Sure. Um, the, I, you know, we, we still are doing weekends. I'm going to do weekends as long as I can stay on my feet, which may not be that much, <laughs> but... Um, but as far as the, the the website goes, if you go to the website, it will take you to it will show you some testimonies of people so that are mm-hmm. really pretty cool yeah. testimonies. Yeah. And 
um, and then it'll take you to the videos, which can mm-hmm. be rented mm-hmm. um, individually mm-hmm. or as a group, and um, or it can take you to the book, which is on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the ways it can be used is is again, it's a great way to think about starting a small group. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a have class called Making Peace and Beyond Light, where you. Uh, come for a week and then you see a video and then you do the unit in the workbook that week and you come back and you discuss it and do another unit. So it's a 10-week class. Okay. Um, probably we'll be offering that again in the fall. Okay. Um, we have a... Uh, you can rent one or two of the videos. They, if you tap into the videos, they will show you what they, is included in that one. Okay. And so you can just review. If you've been to Making Peace, you want to review something, you can mm-hmm. do that. Um, you could, one person is going to do it with their family. They're going to do wow. the whole thing with their family. Oh my goodness. Wow. Which I think is really courageous. That's so very cool. I'm not sure what's alive to encourage Let me know how that goes. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, the, the children are all adults and they see the change in their oh. father. Oh, wow. And they want it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's a, that's another one of those stories. Yeah. Um, so the, the, you can do a weekend just using the retreat, using the videos and discussion, and then do a 10-week follow-up group like mm. we do in the weekend. And if you come to the weekend, we do a 10-week follow-up after the weekend, just with wow. a closed group. So there's a lot of different ways that people could could use it. Or mm-hmm. You can just read the workbook. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's whatever. But it's, it's there. And... I must admit there's been some relief for me that yeah. it's there. Yeah, yeah. Now, if someone is listening to this and they're considering doing something about taking some next steps to start the journey of making peace and beyond, what would you recommend would be the first thing that they do? Call the Grace Church office at 440-243-4885 and ask for Mary Ann Foote at extension 202, and she will talk to you or they can go on the Grace Church website mm-hmm. and sign up for a weekend. They are filling up pretty fast. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. I think five or six more this year okay. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they start on Friday night and end on Sunday at lunch mm-hmm. and then meet once a week for the 10 week follow up mm-hmm. which is led by two people who have been through it. And mm-hmm. um, so that's that's pretty much what they can do. Okay. Now, if there's someone who says that maybe it's a financial hardship, they're interested, but it's a financial hardship, there is some scholarship money available. There is. Correct. Some, I mean, again, it's one of those gifts that has mm-hmm. happened. People have donated so that other people can go. Wow. And so we do have some scholarship money. People awesome. Need it. Awesome. Well, Jamie, as we wrap up, are there any final words that you would like to share? Just that whatever has happened in our history can't hurt us today, hmm. you know. And people are afraid sometimes to look back because it was so hard, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or because they don't think it's relevant. Yeah, but who we are is a compilation of where we've been, mm-hmm. and so to really have the courage to step into that and yeah. to really clean house and to yeah. be the best version of yourself that God created. Um, there's always a way back, and that's the one thing that I think that that I want to say is that it isn't just a way partially back; it's a way all the way back. Hmm. You know that you can be a contributing mm-hmm. member of God's uh, God's work on earth. You know, yeah. so yeah, 
That's incredible. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for joining Bloom today, sharing your heart for the Making Peace and Beyond ministry. Congratulations on your book. If you would like to find out more information about Making Peace and Beyond, want to check out some helpful resources, or to contact Jamie, check out the website, makingpeaceandbeyond.com, or you can go to gracecma.org and type in the search bar, Making Peace, to register for the weekend retreat or the group sessions. I would really strongly encourage everyone to go through this powerful material, join a class, read the book. You will be amazed at the freedom you experience when you find peace. Until next time, keep growing and God bless.